as I was getting ready to say, well, we'll take a we'll take a break now, come back at eleven. And I the phrase came up for me. Also, if you need to answer the call of nature, you know, you know that expression. Yeah, so it's like, oh, answering the call of nature. It's kind of a beautiful phrase. You know, if you have to go take a pee, you know, you're just answering the call of nature. You drink, and we've thought about that before. Call of nature. So I want to be talking about calling this morning. And, you know, partly it's it's uh, it came up for me because I was, thinking about the occasion of having been born by a mother and it being Mother's Day today. And, you know, the sense of uh, calling into being as, a, as, a, as a, a mother being the conduit for this new being coming into existence. A lovely way to think of this concept of bhavana have you heard of bhavana probably it's it's a bhavana is is a, is a word that's usually translated as cultivation oftentimes translated as cultivation or development uh, in the context of the three three just different aspects of of um, the uh, lay observances sometimes spoken of as generosity, virtue, and bhavana being whatever you might want to call it. Usually in that context, it's like meditation. Sometimes it's referred to as meditation bhavana. And more broadly in terms of just practice. So bhavana is the cultivation of meditation and practice and so forth. So the, the literal translation being calling into existence or calling into being. Now, uh, for those of you who uh, received and read the email I sent out Friday night, I think it was, might have noticed that I said, well, the literal translation of bhavana is bringing, to bring into being. And, and then the next day I thought, oh, I, put, I wrote to bring into being. And that's, that's not what the actual translation is. It's calling into being. So I, I began to think about well, what's the difference between to bring into being and to call into being. And I thought it was an important distinction that that it's not that we're exercising our agency to grab something by the scruff of the neck and bring it into existence, but it's it's more of a an expression or an receptivity, just an, almost an invocation that that entails some sort of like a listening attitude, calling, calling into being. Uh, it's, a, I think, a nice 
a nice way to think as we, as we're thinking about our practice. So looking at, let's say, cultivating a meditation practice or cultivating uh, our commitment to the uh, precepts, whatever it may be. And when we think about it in terms of bringing into being, it does conjure up a sense of, well, effort, right effort, and setting one's aspirations and goals, and then taking steps to have them manifest in particular ways. Uh, Steve and I are in a group together that meets every couple of weeks, and, and each week we set for ourselves a certain kind of Dhamma goal that we're going to work on for the next couple of weeks so that we can make inroads into whatever short shortcomings we may feel we have or cultivate um, positive things. And this is like bringing into being, really setting for ourselves a particular goal. Calling into being, though, when we're thinking about our practice is more like opening ourselves up for a possibility. We, we, the calling has to do with maybe setting a particular orientation, uh, aspiration, whatever it may be. And it has more to do with, I was just talking to Tom over the, over the break about, uh, let's say, uh, when we have a, a particular place we like to meditate, we're used to meditating there in our home or in here. It's supportive because uh, it helps us to set the conditions or create the conditions in which peace of mind, understanding is more liable to manifest because over over time we're used to, to sitting, say, in the same space and knowing that this is where I come when I meditate and I don't have to be concerned with worldly uh, with worldly matters so much. So we're opening ourselves up so that we're creating conditions where our practice or whatever can manifest just through the call of nature kind of coming and, and manifesting for ourselves. So this is another way that we can look at, at our practice as just setting ourselves in terms of calling and then allowing whatever arises that we can receive that. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting, as I sit here and uh, I was trying to practice a little bit of this during the meditation period of just uh, thinking about what words might be useful this morning and just a, and rather than constructing some something, just trying to follow in more of the tradition of the Ajahn Chah lineage of you're going to speak, just you know, open yourself up and make a calling for something intelligible and useful to arise and then letting that, letting that arise. And it, the, the calling, though, does have a 
a certain kind of usefulness in terms of the orientation. Say, uh, say let's take, for example, the traditional instructions for breath meditation. And often what are used are a couple of terms, uh, vitaka and vichara, which means uh, to, as, as Lumpur Pasana would say, to lift up the mind to the object of the breath. So the attention is turned towards the object of the breath. That's uh, vitaka. And then vichara is, is to maintain it there or to really go into the breath and experience the breath, the quality of the breath. And then, of course, that falls away. And then we return to the vitaka. We, we bring the mind back up to the breath, attend to the breath. And so I was thinking this in a little bit of a similar way that this, this sense of let's, let's take the practice of awareness, the practice of connecting with the sense of conscious awareness or the open spaciousness of what experiences doesn't really have much quality and so if we're interested in in cultivating that sensitivity and recognition of that space there's a there can be a rhythm of calling it so one turns the mind and heart the attention to a sense of like receptivity and openness. So we're not really looking. We're not really um, ferreting around in our consciousness to see if we can find, is this awareness? You know, is this space? Is this silence? It's more like we're calling this with a sense of openness and receptivity. So open to that. And then we have that sense of listening. Listening is a really nice word for it. A little sense of listening, opening, and then we can rest in that. So there's a sense of resting in that for a while. And then we lose the thread of where am I? I started drifting off because uh, being able to hold this, just a sense of spaciousness without, without much activity, drama, uh, much features it, it can be difficult to maintain that the mind will want to drift off to some object or another so then we return again to that sense of calling you know opening the sense of receptivity listening and so we can kind of go back and forth be between the two and and in that sense oftentimes what is the calling and the listening and the actual, I guess you could say it, it's a potential, this, this space, they, they're not so distinctive that, that they, they tend to have a wholeness to them. While at the same time, it really does serve us well. It's very supportive to draw these distinctions like calling or, or orienting ourselves towards the good, let's say, is an important thing for us to do. So I remember speaking with 
uh, Lumpo Casano after uh, I had done an extended retreat at home. And uh, as is my want, I, I tend to take uh, Lumpo Samedo as my guiding, uh, uh, as a guiding teacher in terms of what I'm trying to practice, much the way that I've described here before. And so this is probably about 10 or 12 years ago. And I felt quite gratified that I said, oh, I really feel like I'm getting the hang of this. And I was explaining to Lampo uh, Passano that, so this is what I, because I would report to him, and this is what I was doing with my retreat. And I found that no matter, no matter what, what would arise during the retreat, I was able to just turn that, my attention towards the felt sense of it in the body, opening to it, not judging it. And it would transform into just this, this sense of energy so that if it, as oftentimes it would be, what would be arising was aversion or a sense of dissatisfaction. And so it's just opening to that in the body and just feeling like, oh, it's not a problem. It's just this sensation. It's just this phenomenon that's arising and it's here for a while and then passing. So I was really excited to report to Lumpa Pisano that, you know, that I felt like this has been a really successful retreat. And I, and I asked him, you know, do you think I'm on the right track? And he said, yes, you're on the right track. Definitely. That's terrific. That's half of it. <laughs> the other half is uh, seeing what we can do to cultivate uh, our, or train our mind so that the sense of aversion, judgment, ill will, they just don't arise so much. So that we do our, we're making some distinction here. It's not, it's part of it is opening up to whatever is that's arising, allowing that to arise and pass as it will. And at the same time, as we look at right effort, we're trying to train the mind to cultivate these uh, mental states, states of heart, that are skillful, wholesome, and uh, beneficial, such as kindness and compassion and so forth. And let go of some of the other qualities that cause difficulties, that cause the arising of dukkha, like, uh, like I said, uh, being judgmental or being uh, vindictive, uh, all these qualities that are like natural, naturally arise. So, so there's that distinction. And, and so we don't need to make a lot of that distinction, though. It's just, it's almost like we're, in terms of calling, there's a sense of orientation with which we, like, acts as a framework for our calling, but we're, we're being very, it's a very light touch. And that's all usually that's needed. Just uh, that calling, a little orientation, and an opening, and a listening, and uh, this sense of, it's not so much an acceptance. Could be a little acceptance, a little welcoming. Uh, but uh, just allowing what arises to arise 
So we're, we're manifesting that which we're opening to or calling. Like I was thinking as well of, like a, of, of uh, people in a, a, a female body will, as I understand it, at a certain age, there will be this calling of nature to to have a child you know to reproduce it's just a natural thing that 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 will come up at for many women important in their life this is this sense of calling and so that that if you think about that in in very uh more in energetic terms it's it's just like this um this sense of there, there's something about uh beings that calls for expression so i've i've been in my own kind of labor for the last five years or so trying to produce this this audio play telling the story of uh, Angulimala and so I, I find that there's that the act of creativity whether it whether it be a, a say an artistic endeavor or an endeavor of you know more of a a biological heart endeavor of giving birth to a being uh, that there's this certain calling that takes place without too much intervention that, if that makes sense so sometimes I, I hate to admit this actually but like I do retreats um, at home a couple of times a year and I can remember a few years ago there were certain i got to the place in the play where uh there were certain plot like dead ends or something that didn't seem to be, be resolved in in the in my setting out this this story and so i just just called for this like okay this is the situation here i'm not sure what needs to happen at this point in the story and then just left it at that and then when it went about uh, my meditation retreat for you know days or weeks and then just they would just come you know I wasn't you know they would this is right this is not an unusual experience is that is that there's a certain kind of calling or openness to something and then it just tends to manifest we're the nice thing about it being in a meditation retreat like this is that we're encouraged to set aside uh self-concern so that the self when it does arise as it often will uh is something that is observed as another type of phenomenon and it's not we're not really encouraged to go into the story of the self self-concerns self-issues whether they have to do with the body or the future or the past all these things that that come up during a retreat and so we're 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 learning during this period of time to observe that as an activity but just to to let that go to put it to to one's to one side in terms of our involvement with that so it's 
just a natural situation for once the self is set to the side, then nature can manifest more easily in that way. You know, I'm, I'm thinking as well, reflecting on Lumpo Sumato. I don't know if you, if if any of you have have watched a video or been present when Lumpo Sumato is offering Dhamma talk. Uh, if you haven't, check him out on YouTube. It's really good. But I I would notice that there would be periods of time certainly before he began to speak and that other times during his talk where he'd just be sitting there and and i would as i was watching i would think he's trying to he, he doesn't he's not sure what to what to say so he's he's kind of gathering his thoughts and uh and the, the more that uh, I listened to his teachings and the more that I would put them into practice, I said, no, he's, that's not what he's doing at all. <laughs> he's sitting there in a state of receptivity. He's just sitting there in a place where he's uh, turning his, he's attending towards this sense of awareness. So at his stage, of course, he's, it's not a matter of needing to call it, but just taking a pause and and, and letting it manifest. But that's just, he's just, that's all he's doing. It's just hanging out there for a while. And then from that place, he may have something else that he feels like he wants to offer. And it's basically always the same thing. It's like, just recognize the, you know, this, you know, learn how to call this into a place of recognition, appreciation, uh, kind of a, a space where our meditation can manifest, come out of, be supported, our other, other forms of practice can be cultivated, so cultivation comes out of this interplay between the calling, the receptivity, setting up supportive conditions, and just surrendering to that. Yeah, so I offer that for any contemplation today. Thanks for your attention. Yeah, thanks. I think there's